Smith back as the editor-in-chief and the chairman of Forbes Media. Steve Forbes. Steve, how are you? Good to see you. Good to be with you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and yours. Um, I, I've got to ask you something. Let's go back to 2000 when you came to my TV station in Lansing. You were running for president and you suggested a 17% flat tax. Steve, fast forward 24 years now. Would that still work today? Would a 17% flat tax work? It would work uh, better than ever. They've uh, jumped up the code far more than it was back then. I think the American people would be in a mood for it. Just go back 20 years. Uh, the IRS estimates we spend $6 billion hours a year filling out tax forms. So over 20 years, that's $120 billion hours a year of wasted effort. Uh, it costs two to $300 billion a year to comply with this monstrosity. So that's literally trillions of dollars. So if you take uh, we're, we're almost the size of the federal budget. So if you go back that 20 years, imagine if those resources and that time and brain power have been applied to new products new services, new medical devices, new cures for diseases, how much better off we'd be. The opportunity cost of what they've done is, uh, is immoral and horrific and totally unnecessary. We would be a much richer and better off nation with something like the flat tax. And the 17% works. You take a family of four, their first uh, $52,000 of, uh, of salary would be free of federal income tax. What's not to like with that? No, I want it. I, I, I am on board 100%. But, but let me ask you this. Do you know when in this country went, we went to a progressive tax rate? Because I'm going to say some things now that the left wants to deny, but what I'm about to say is true. The top 1% pays almost 40%. The top 10% pays almost 70%. It's completely unfair. Yet, Steve, they keep on saying that the rich need to pay their fair share, which doesn't make any sense. Why is it fair in a representative republic like ours to, to have a progressive tax system that punishes your success? Well, it, 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 it's not fair, and it's uh, actually very damaging. If you want to experience shows, if you want to collect more from the rich, lower the tax rates, make it simple so people can focus on doing real things instead of coping with the tax code. You know, back when this monstrosity was first put in place, back in 1913, the top rate was 7%, and it applied when you adjust for inflation to uh, $10 million. So if you made over 10 million, you had a top tax rate of 7%. Now look what we have today. And uh, so, uh, and we could certainly, and the nice thing is it creates more resources. Everyone is better off when people can do productive things instead of trying to get around a totally corrupt, incomprehensible tax code. Even the IRS doesn't know what's in the thing. Of course not. No, nobody can read it. It would take forever to read the thing. It's Steve Forbes, chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes Media. We'll always appreciate the time, Steve. Uh, well, one last thing on, on taxation. When we see taxes go down, and I think you just alluded to this, when you see regulations go down, you see business having the ability to expand, make more widgets, more research and development, more buildings, hire more people. That's always a, a good day for the economy. How is it that the left is so successful in convincing Americans that higher regulations, more power and control, and higher taxes is somehow the way to go? Well, they play, they, they, they play on envy. Uh, they, they, they try to bring out the worst in people. Uh, why should somebody, somebody like Jeff Bezos have all that money and other people don't? 
And so they try to occupy the high moral ground. If you make more, you should pay more. Or the flat tax, if you make more, you do pay more. Yes. And uh, this way, to get rid of the corruption in the code. And what, what the left, though, and the politicians won't tell you is that even though a flat tax would create more resources, actually government revenues would go up, which would mean we could have more tax cuts, but revenues would go up. But they'd rather have lower revenues, a poorer economy, as long as they have control. It's all about controlling what you have. So they're not interested in growth. They're not interested in creativity uh, and in innovation. They're interested in control. And that's yeah. why things like uh, the proposals for a digital currency run by the government, boy, that way they could see everything you do. They'd love it. That's why and they, could, and they could shut you down anytime you wanted. If you dared have, you know, bring redress to the government like they did in Canada with the truckers, they could just shut down your bank account, shut down your, your ability to buy things and feed your family. And that's pretty sick. It's Steve Forbes. I think you're absolutely right. It's about power and control. Let's talk about what's happening today. We're now in the election year officially, and this is going to be a really, really strange year. I can already tell. But economically speaking, there are two schools of thought. On the right, the economy sucks, and here are the numbers, and we can prove that it sucks. On the left, the economy is great. Ignore the numbers. Just trust us. Joe Biden is an amazing economist. So where are we? Steve Forbes, just tell me the truth. Where is the economy in America today? Uh, well, the American today is with an economy that uh, is very, very sluggish. Uh, European-style growth rates, which means uh, people, especially lower-income people, are not going to have the opportunity to get ahead the way they should. Uh, only in the last couple of months can you make a case that wages are might actually going up a little bit more than prices. So you go back with three years of this genius economist, Joe Biden, and people are worse <laughs> off than they were uh, three years ago. And so I think uh, the American people realize these people have their own agenda. And look what they're doing on the regulatory side. In New York, they want to ban pizzas uh, from uh, wood-burning ovens. Uh, they want to ban uh, shower heads that actually work. And you remember a thing called, Joe, a dishwasher? Yes. You could actually wash dishes. And uh, so everything that makes life better, they want to make worse. And you see with electronic vehicles, nobody wants to buy those things. When the automobile came into its own over a century ago, you had thousands and tens of thousands of entrepreneurs building gas stations. They did not need subsidies from the government to do it. Uh, you did not need subsidies to buy a Model T car and uh, eventually other kinds of models of uh, vehicles. Uh, free markets work because free people meet the needs of the free people. But in this case, they want to impose their vision, or I think a better word is nightmare, on the American people. And I think the American people have had enough, and I hope the Republicans can make that case and also paint, advocate something like the flat tax and uh, let them try to attack it. Let's let's have the battle. Well, Steve, I think that you make you make perfect sense. By the way, we became the strongest country on the planet because of the automotive industry, because of textiles, because of our ingenuity, because of free market and capitalism. They appear to be trying to undo everything that made us great. Do you know why? Uh, it's all about uh, they want control. It's all about they uh, dislike the idea of people doing things without their permission. Uh, they have this fantasy world where nothing happens. And somehow we can have all the conveniences of modern life and yet live in caves at the same time. It does not work. And so destroying, uh, destroying natural resources, especially uh, fossil fuels, means people are doomed to poverty. 
And economies are like, uh, they, they, they have to keep moving forward or they stagnate. So we would stagnate, the rest of the world would stay poor, uh, but the left would be in charge. And you know, this amazing thing is these people always portray themselves as champions of the people. Right. Always seem to live the high life uh, while the rest of the people suffer. Just look at Cuba. Look what's happened there. And look at Venezuela. I mean, even more recently, at the end of the day, Marxism, socialism, communism, dictatorships, whatever you want to call it, are not successful. They've never been successful. Yet, Steve, for some reason, these people in Washington today that are centralizing all the power and control in government, it was never supposed to be that way in this country. Federalism was supposed to be the idea, which was states had the rights. But at the end of the day, we've never seen a successful move in what they're trying to do. Why do they think it's going to work here? It's failing badly. Uh, they, to, to them, uh, their, their definition of success is not the definition you might have or I might have okay. or most normal people would have, and that is uh, uh, people free to do great things, create their own things, and uh, uh, realize the American dream. They want, again, they want control. And so they'll use all the nice words, equality and uh, opportunity and, all, and uh, all the words they use, but at the end of the day, is it means misery. And the thing is, they can't, you can't see the future. That's why socialism doesn't work, because they don't know what the future is. Imagine 30 years ago, trying to describe to somebody the Internet. Imagine bringing somebody back from the, the, the dead, th- th- died 30 years ago, and right. describe the Internet. They'd be absolutely befuddled as to what you're talking about. But free people come up with these amazing things, as they say, it sounds like magic, but until they make it a reality. It is uh, Steve Forbes, the chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes magazine. Jerome Powell, the the, the Fed chair, um, has flip-flopped in the past couple of weeks, almost a month, where we've got to raise the interest rates. Now we've got to lower the interest rates. Uh, Steve, I've never understood this, and I think I asked you this last time. If you don't mind, fill the dumb guy. I'm, I'm the dumb guy. Fill me in on what exactly the Federal Reserve does, and do we need it? It's not even part of the government, right? It's some separate entity that decides everything. Why? Uh, Well, it was set up to uh, uh, have a stable currency, uh, what they call lender of last resort. If a bank went down, it wouldn't bring other banks down. The British showed how to do that back in the 1860s. Right. And it's grown into this monstrosity today that has become extremely powerful with a portfolio of almost $9 trillion of assets that they control. Wow. So that was never intended. And the way they fight inflation is they think they have to make the economy go slow. They want people to be more people to be unemployed. They think prosperity causes inflation. What causes inflation is when you create too many dollars. You lower the value of the dollar. It's like uh, changing the number of ounces in a pound, the number of minutes in an hour. It just confuses things. But even though they have a miserable record of forecasting, this gets to why socialism doesn't work or central banking doesn't work as they practice it today, uh, they, they, they can't predict the future. And so uh, they're always making a mess of things, always a day late and making the American people many dollars short. It is uh, Steve Forbes, uh, chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes magazine. Um, is it a necessary evil? Like you said, back in the day, it made sense. It certainly had a role. But now, carrying that much, $34 trillion in debt, and he's raising and he's lowering, and the, the one guy can come out and change the interest rate and change everything economically in this country. One person shouldn't have that kind of power, should he? No. Uh, rent, uh, controlling interest rates is like rent control. 
Right. In this case, the, the, the rent you uh, pay for uh, borrowing money, renting the money, as they used to say. And uh, so uh, they, they have no idea what the real market uh, rate is. They, should, uh, they shouldn't be touching interest rates. They also have great powers over banks, uh, uh, what they can lend and what they can't lend, and uh, con controlling uh, capital requirements and things like that. So you don't get the kind of vigorous lending that we should have. And uh, by the excessive regulation, uh, they just make the system more sluggish. You know, once upon a time, small banks, community banks, were the primary source of capital for new businesses. Right. Now, with all the regulations, uh, banks are very reluctant to make uh, loans to new entities because the regulators will gig them for it. So uh, one of our great attributes is being able to create small businesses that grow into tomorrow's big businesses. And uh, the uh, regulators are uh, gumming that up. And, and, uh, that whole thing has to be cleaned out. The only role of the Federal Reserve is to create a stable value of the dollar. And the best way to do it, I know economists gag at the thought, but the best way to do it, and we did it for successfully for 180 years, is a gold standard. Where the dollar's value is fixed to gold. And uh, so if the gold price is going up, you know you're creating too much money. If the gold price goes down, you know there's not enough money out there. Very simple. It's like a speedometer. And, and that paper like that we have in our that, that we have in our in our wallet or our pocket. That, I'm sorry, there's a little bit of a delay. That that dollar that we have in our wallet or our pocket actually has something that tangible that backs it up with value. Right now, as you said, they're printing so much paper money that the twenty dollar bill I have in my pocket now is going to be worth a whole lot less tomorrow and next week. Which eventually the dollar just goes away. This is why BRICS is showing up, right? Well, that, uh, the, the whole thing on uh, bitcoins and uh, the whole thing on uh, uh, these, these new uh, currencies is, uh, was a high-tech cry for help. Right. And one of the things they have not yet mastered yet uh, is uh, making uh, these things stable in value so they actually can be used for money. You would never, for example, use a bitcoin uh, for a mortgage on a house. Uh, imagine if you'd done that six months ago, let's say for $300,000, you did it in Bitcoin, you'd owe the bank today 450000 So wow. they have to uh, make the, the, these currencies stable in value, and that way they can uh, digital currency stable in value, and then they can give the government a run for their money, so to speak. But they haven't mastered that yet, but I, uh, I think uh, someday somebody will, and boy, you're going to see a big battle between uh, the government which wants to keep its monopoly on money, and people who will say, I don't trust you. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's uh, Steve for Steve, what is your recent book? I don't have the book title in front of me. It's uh, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. And uh, it's uh, written in a, a jargon-free, straightforward way. And uh, that's why uh, you know, I sent free copies to uh, the members of the Federal Reserve Board uh, but it, clearly they haven't read it yet, and so I wouldn't dare, I wouldn't dare send them a quiz because they'd flunk it. I don't want well, to I, I, I'm, I'm glad you made the attempt, and hopefully they will crack it open and read it. Before I let you go, Steve, it is an election year. We want the Republicans to get the, the control back because when Republicans or conservatives have the control, they actually have less control, more freedom, more liberty, lower regulations, lower taxes, and meritocracy actually returns to the United States of America. The problem is the left is using feelings and emotions. Uh, the, 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 the right hates women, and they don't want women to have reproductive rights, or the right uh, a bunch of racists. 
fascists or they want to be dictators. They want to be Hitler. Whereas the Republicans, I don't know, are really battling back strongly enough. In your opinion, is the battle really going to be about the economy, really going to be about our bank accounts and our pocketbooks? I think so, just by the pressure of events. One of the things that uh, I hope uh, candidates learn from is uh, that if you don't have signature issues like the flat tax or emphasizing up front things like education savings accounts, putting parents in charge of their uh, children's education, how's that for a revolution? Parents choosing their own schools instead of bureaucrats. Uh, That's why if you uh, say, what did uh, candidate uh, Nikki Haley or uh, others what were their signature issues? You just shake your head. Right. So I hope that uh, they will. Uh, somebody will learn from what happened in 2022 when we were supposed to have that red wave. It didn't happen. The Democrats define the issues, and so Republicans have to uh, go on offense and say, "Here's what we're proposing." Like Ronald Reagan did. Ronald Reagan, when he ran in 1980, proposed a 30 percent cut across the board in income tax rates. And everyone poo-pooed it. Oh, that would be irresponsible, lead to the end of the world. No, it did. It, it, it did not. It re- re- made the America revive again. Uh, made America the gra- by far the greatest country in the world. We became high-tech. And we also won the Cold War. The Soviet right. Union collapsed, not us. Exactly right. I think that you're, you're right. Uh, and I don't see the candidate saying what the chief, um, um, or the, you can tangibly grab a hold of what this candidate is going to do. Right now, there's just a lot of ideas where the left is actually going directly for the emotion of the American people. Hopefully, we'll wisen up by November. Uh, Steve, do me a favor. Come back again. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Thank you for making time today. It's Steve Forbes, editor in chief of Forbes Media. Thanks a lot for coming on, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. right we'll on. talk soon. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Always a pleasure to have Steve Forbes on. Another big hour coming your way next hour. Do not miss a second of it. Uh, Alex Trayman from Jerusalem. An update on Israel versus Hamas. Do not miss a second about the Joe Pags show is coming back. Plus, a partial list has been dumped on Epstein Island. We're going to talk about that off the top. Do not go anywhere. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.